Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 51, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone, I hope you had a wonderful weekend, but here we are, it's Monday and we are rolling right into week 11. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now, it's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. And hello Marvin. So how are you mooing today Marvin? Oh hi Dave, I'm mooing good. Well we both know what Monday means, don't we? Oh we sure do Dave, it's recap day! What have we heard? the Bible say, let's remember, it's recap day. Okay, so you ready to do this? Oh, I sure am. Okay, great. Here we go then. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so we had creation and then the fall. And then we had the flood with Noah, the ark, and the rainbow. And next came Abraham, the covenants. That's right, then we had Isaac, almost sacrificed. He grew up, had twins, Jacob and Esau. Yeah, and sneaky Jacob, he had 12 sons. Uh, one of them, Joseph, was sent off to Egypt. Uh, and when the famine comes, the whole family moved there. Yeah, so they're there for 400 years, and the Egyptians make them slaves. Yeah, then baby Moses is rescued from the river. Uh, he grows up, and he kills a guy, and then he has to run away. And after 40 years, God calls him from a burning bush and sends him back to Egypt. Yeah, but Pharaoh won't let them go. And so God sends 10 terrible plagues. The Israelites are safe from the tenth one by putting the blood of a lamb on their doorposts so the angel of God knows to pass over their house. The Israelites are to eat the Passover meal every year to remember God rescuing them. Pharaoh changes his mind so they cross the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army is swept away. They grumble about God provides manna, quail and water from a rock. Yeah, then God gives ten commandments but then the people make a false god and lots of them are killed. So God gives lots of instructions how the people are to live and to worship him, how to build the tabernacle and we heard about the Day of Atonement, that special once a year day with the goat carrying the people sins out into the desert. Phew, good work, Dave. It's getting harder and harder, huh? It is, Marvin. But we had better get to our reading. And today we start a brand new book of the Bible, Numbers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we had just one day in Leviticus. That's right. God had given the people, well, tons of rules to follow. Rules about what they could eat, what they could wear, how they were to worship him. And all of it was so that they could be set apart as special, as God's chosen people. Oh, God's chosen people, huh? Those Israelites must have been pretty special. Ah, well, seems like the professor wants to say something about that. Professor, well, uh, I was just saying that if God chose the Israelites, well, they must have been a bit special. No, Marvin, they weren't. What? They weren't special, Marvin. <laughs> In fact, they were rubbish. <laughs> they weren't the biggest people. They weren't the strongest. They weren't even the most faithful. They were generally rubbish. <laughs> but, Professor, we just said God chose them. Ah, yes. But, Marvin, you're forgetting one of the very important words we've talked about before. A little word that starts with the letter G. Oh, let me think. Oh, hey, do you mean grace? Yes, that's right. (laughs) You see, God does not pick out the best people and loves them because they are the best. He loves people by his grace. People who don't deserve it one bit. So... Well, the Israelites didn't deserve 
to be God's chosen people? No, like I said, they were rubbish. <laughs> he chose them by his grace. Okay. And Marvin, he chose them to be what the Bible calls a light to the nations. Oh, wow. What does that mean? Well, it means they were to show the world what it was to follow the one true God. All the other peoples were to look to the Israelites, see who their God was, and follow him, instead of their silly old false gods. That's right. And you see, Marvin, that's why God chose the Israelites to be his people. Not because they were better than everybody else. Well, they weren't. But through them, he would show all the other peoples who he was. Okay, okay, I get it. So, Marvin, let's get to today's reading. Our first one from the Book of Numbers. Okay, great, yeah. Who's reading today? Well, today it's our friend Billy. Hi, Billy. Today's reading is taken from Numbers 13, 1 to 3, and then 17 to 33. The Lord said to Moses, Send some men to check out the land of Canaan. I am giving it to the Israelites. Send one leader from each of Israel's tribes. So Moses sent them out from the desert of Paran. He sent them as the Lord had commanded. All of them were leaders of the Israelites. Let's move on to verse 17. Moses sent the twelve men to check out Canaan. He said, Go up through the Negev desert. Go into the central hill country. See what the land is like. See whether the people who live there are strong or weak. See whether they are few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Do the towns have high walls around them or not? How is the soil? Is it rich land or poor land? Are there trees in it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It was the season for the first ripe grapes. So the men went up and checked out the land and they went from the desert of Sin as far as Rehob. It was in the direction of Lebob, Hamath. They went up through the Negev desert and came to Hebron. That's where Ahiman, Shishaha and Tamala lived. They belonged to the family line of Anak. Hebron had been built seven years before Zon. Zon was a city in Egypt. The men came to the valley of Eskol. There they cut off a branch that had a single bunch of grapes on it. Two of them carried it on a pole between them. They carried some pomegranates and figs along with it. That place was called the valley of Eskol. That's because the men of Israel cut off a bunch of grapes there. At the end of 40 days, the men returned from checking out the land. The men came back to Moses, Aaron and the whole community of Israel. The people were at Kedesh in the desert of Paran. There the men reported to Moses and Aaron and all the people. They showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses their report. They said, We went into the land you sent us to. It really does have plenty of milk and honey. Here's some fruit from the land. But the people who live there are powerful. Their cities have high walls around them and are very large. We even saw members of the family line of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Gave Desert. The Hittites, the Jesubites and the Morites live in the central hill country. The Canaanites live near the Mediterranean Sea. They also live along the Jordan River. Then Caleb interrupted the men, speaking to Moses, he said, We should go up and take the land. We can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him spoke. They said, 
We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. The men spread a bad report about the land among the Israelites. They said, The land we checked out destroys those who live in it. All the people we saw there are very big and tall. We saw Napillim there. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And that's also how we seem to them. Thanks, Billy. Wow, Dave. That sounds like one big bunch of grapes they found there, huh? Well, yeah, it really must have been when it took two men to carry it. But the men are scared. They look around and they think, we can't take this land. The people here are much too strong for us. Well, yeah, but Dave, the Egyptians were big and strong too, and God sure took care of that. Exactly, Marvin. But these men, well, ten of the twelve at least, even after everything they had seen God do, they saw something big and scary in front of them, and they just didn't trust that God was going to take care of them. You know, fear can do that to all of us. We get scared. Suddenly we feel alone. We think about all the bad things that can happen, and we stop trusting God to take care of us. We we panic. So, Dave... Well, if we do get scared, how do we stop panicking like that? Well, Marvin, I think we ask God to help us. And we remind ourselves of all the times that God has proved that he will take care of us. And you know, following God is a team game. We're not supposed to do it by ourselves. And so we talk about it and pray about it with our Christian brothers and sisters at church. Sometimes we're so afraid we can't get ourselves together enough to tell our brains the truth. We need to hear it from someone else. We need to hear from someone else that we shouldn't be afraid that God has still got us. Okay, so, well, our church is like our team. Yep, but even better than just a team, it's a family. And we're there to help each other, especially when it gets hard or scary following God. Okay, so these scared Israelites, well, did their family help them? Well, we'll hear tomorrow what their church, the rest of the Israelites, did next. But today, boys and girls, ask God to help you to trust him when things get difficult or when things are scary. And thank him for your church. Thank God that we don't follow God all alone or by ourselves. We follow God with a great big family and we can help each other out. Okay, Marvin, that's it for today. We will say goodbye until tomorrow. Okay, bye everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you then. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and John.